7minutes.net. Some time ago in California, an elderly white lady went to a grocery store to do some shopping. When she returned to her car, she found four black youths jumping into it. Well, this woman was in her 60s, but she dropped her shopping bags, reached into her purse and pulled out the small handgun that she carried for protection. She ran to the front of the car, aimed the pistol at the men and began screaming at them at the top of her voice. Get out of the car, she said, and if you don't, I'll blow your brains out, she screamed. I know how to use this gun, don't think I won't, she carried on. Well, the four men didn't hesitate. They threw open the car doors, scrambled out, falling over each other into the road as they did so, and started running as fast as they could away from the car park. The lady was trembling, but somehow she managed to keep her composure. When she was certain the four men were gone, she put the gun back in her purse, picked up her bags and loaded them into the back seat of the car. She then climbed into the driver's seat and decided to go immediately to the police station to report the incident. But there was a problem. The key wouldn't fit in the ignition. Oh, a quick glance around the interior confirmed that she was in the wrong car. Her car was parked four spaces away in the same aisle of the car park. Well, she was now worried as well as shaken up. So she loaded her bags into her own car and drove to the nearest police station to confess. When she told the story to the sergeant, he couldn't stop laughing. He was hysterical. So hysterical, he just kept falling all over the floor. And he couldn't say any words. He just kept pointing to the other end of the lobby where four very shaken young men were reporting a car theft by a mad elderly white woman. The first part of James chapter 2 is about labelling people. He says, My dear friends, don't let public opinion influence how you live out your glorious Christ-originated faith. If a man enters your church wearing an expensive suit and a street person wearing rags comes in straight after, and you say to the man in the suit, Sir, sit here, this is the best seat in the house. And either ignore the straight street person or say, you better sit over there at the back row. Then haven't you segregated God's children and proved that you are judges who can't be trusted? We do give people labels, don't we, depending on what we initially think of them. We all do it. I do it. You do it. And James says, don't do it. Now, James is mainly talking here about rich and poor labels, because that was an issue of his day, discriminating against the poor. But we can think of all kinds of discrimination, all kinds of labels, black and white, male and female, old and young. Or what about people who walk in off the street looking like they haven't had a wash in a week? Or anyone, in fact, who looks different to us? We can, either be help we can even be helpful to people while judging them at the same time. As an alcoholic who started attending church once said, Everyone wants to be nice to me, but no one wants to be my friend. We judge people instinctively without even thinking. We look for certain qualities about a person and then decide what they're like. So we might say, this person seems intelligent, well-dressed, well-spoken, nice family. They'd make a great church member. Could be leadership material. 
But then this person over there, a bit untidy, slow to speak. And God's surely not going to use someone like that. And we can treat people differently without realising. We jump to conclusions about someone based on our prejudices. Of course, we all think we're not prejudiced. We don't judge people. We don't label people. Nobody thinks they're prejudiced. But the truth is, we probably all are, but to different extents. What you see as the way things just are, other people will see as prejudice. But God says, let me do that kind of judging. That's not your job. Judging is a tough call. Paul says elsewhere, we should exercise judgment within the church so that, for example, we can decide between ourselves if someone's behaviour or relationships are inappropriate. But what we're not supposed to do, says James, is make a quick snap decision about someone based on the way they look or talk or based on something we think they might have done. Often God will use the most unlikely people to do or something amazing or say something profound. As Paul says to the church in Corinth, God deliberately chooses the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He deliberately chooses the weak things of this world to shame the strong. Who could that be in your church? When God does use someone who seems very slow, very old, very young, we need to make sure we're listening. 7minutes.net